when I work with people, they're, they are ready to move through that, right? That's kind of why you hire a coach is like, okay, I'm ready to make some changes here, some big ones, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, whatever that is. And that can come in the relationship transitions, it can come with grief, job transitions, whatever that is. And that's where that wild acronym came from, We Ignite Life Dreams, because I want to work with people who are ready to actualize their dreams. I'll beat my drum for you, i sing my song for you, i clap my hands to the beat that transforms into, I'll beat my drum for you, i sing my song for you, i clap my hands to the beat that transforms into. Hello friends, welcome to another episode of the Art and Business of Meditation podcast. I'm your host, Lou Redmond, and today we have Julie Scon. Julie is a trauma healing and life coach, somatic practitioner, entrepreneur, two times best-selling author, global meditation teacher, and Reiki master. Julie is wildly passionate about learning and sharing tools, methods, and practices to heal and thrive. I can't wait to dig in with Julie on how she developed her gifts and developed her business as we're the art and business of meditation. So I can't wait to chat with Julie. Julie, thanks for being on the show. Lou, thank you so much for having me and thank you for that introduction. I am just so excited, so excited to be here and have this conversation and, and share whatever, whatever I can. So when I started this podcast, I was like, you know what, I don't want to just ask people about their stories. And as I've gone along, I'm like, it's kind of important because I think I used to do some podcasts back in the day. And, and sometimes I would get tired telling my story, like it'd be like, oh, like I need to tell my story. So I want to preface you with that. And and kind of, and, and as I was doing some research for the show, I kind of saw that you had a, an interesting, unique background as far as what brought you to your healing journey around what I saw around gun violence. And so anything you want to shine a light on, like what brought you to the place of now offering kind of your healing and gifts to the world? Like what was that kind of catalyst as we all have something that kind of yeah. takes us down our path? We do. And I love that you ask stories because I think in this line of work, right, whether it's meditation or mindfulness, typically it comes with the reason why you're there, why you find it, why you become passionate about it. It becomes your purpose. And there's so much healing for yourself and that you get to offer others, right? So my journey started really when I was 22 and I was crazy in love with my college boyfriend and he was also 22 and he was shot and killed in a random act of gun violence. We were living in Santa Barbara and at that time and when I look look back on it and I still feel it like in my heart as I <laughs> talk about it, you know, it's so it's um, so filled with emotions, but I did not have any tools to grieve, to understand even what trauma was, to process, to talk about it, to, to really um, not only just heal, but to be present with what I was feeling. And it wasn't that I started doing that work then. It just was this catalyst 
that later, about 10 years later, became a real reason why I needed to and wanted to heal. Um, So fast forward 10 years, I was in my early 30s. I had two young, amazing daughters, and I decided that I needed to and wanted to have a divorce. So I was going through a divorce, having some space and some time to realize that I was on this this, I don't know, it's not even a path, but this, this non-path of feeling like every day, the next day I was going to feel better. Like tomorrow I'll feel myself tomorrow. I'll feel more joy. You know, it's just kind of this process of burnout and again, a lack of tools. So I decided one day that in order to be the best version of myself, for myself, for my kids, for my friends, for my family, that I really needed to dive in. <laughs> like I needed some help. So I started reading books. I did uh, Louise Hayes' 21 Days of Self-Love. And I was like, oh, wait, this is working. These things are working. Here we go. So it just it just took me on this wild journey, which I'm still doing today, right? We're always learning. We're always growing of... It went to Reiki and I became a Reiki master. I loved the the energy work. You know, I did a spiritual and business coaching developing class. And one of the last ones I did before I started becoming kind of more of an entrepreneurial in this entrepreneur in this realm was a meditation, uh, six week meditation certification course with David G, a fellow insight timer. A friend of ours. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to a workshop with David G. That's great. So good. Yeah. So that was a long-winded answer to your <laughs> to your question. Yeah. No. It, it it speaks to such a strong a strong why what I'm hearing, and that's actually something I don't think I've spoken with on this podcast. So I'd love to kind of double click on that around the 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 why behind what we do, why we do this work, and it sounds like. What I, what I heard from you is really to be a, a really good a good mother right a good, to show up for like for your kids for you know who you want to be in the world it, would you say that that's your why or would you would you would you talk about that in a different way I think the why has to start with yourself you know wholeheartedly and so I think my why was to not hurt. That was my why, to not hurt so much. And I knew there was ways to take that hurt and turn it into a purpose. I didn't necessarily know at the time that's where it would go, but eventually it was like, oh, wait, my why now is because I don't want other people to have to hurt unnecessarily. Right. Yeah. I was just reading a poetry book and I just flipped to a page and it it was I forget who it was, but it was a to thank, like take your pain and and you know, thank it because it's like brought you closer to to God in some ways. Like that as Ramdas would say, suffering is grace. So like that that pain, you know, often brings us to the place where like your story, like needing to seek help and now, you know, wanting to ease other people's pain, which I th- I believe 
our purpose, and, and I want to maybe ask you about that since you use the word, um, you know, our purpose in some way is to ease the suffering of the planet. And that could show up, I think, in many different ways. So there's many different ways to ease suffering. That doesn't always have to be like, I'm, a, you know, helping people heal directly, you know, but I right. think like a musician, you know, helps ease the suffering, right? By finding our yeah. favorite, our favorite music. So uh, I'm curious. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts around like, you know, people maybe struggling that are like wanting to ask themselves, like, what is my purpose? You know, how do you think of that word specifically or that that kind of idea of purpose? That's a that's a that's a great question. Um, because like you said, it's unique for everyone, right? And not what one person can't say, oh, go become a meditation teacher. You'll find your purpose. Go here and find your purpose. I think it's, I guess one way I can say it, I guess if if I was to turn the question into how could how could I help someone discover their purpose? Or, you know, in that sense, it's like finding the finding the little things or the big things that bring you joy and going after it, whatever that is. Like that's where that intuition, or I love talking about signs, right? Like on a, on a whole level, like following those nuggets that come your way when you're open to them and allowing that to be the, like the, the energetic pull <laughs> towards discovering this bigger purpose for you. Does that, what do you think? How would you answer that question? Yeah, I, I always talk about purpose. And I think I love what everything that you said, right? That's a kind of those sparks of of where that lead us to kind of a state where we feel like we are on purpose. And so I, I, I take the perspective that that purpose is not something that we do, but it's something that that we are. And in some ways, like our own uncovering and unfolding and growth journey is our purpose. And in that, it kind of leads us to maybe doing many different things. And But we kind of can always shift into an energy of being on purpose, of, of being purposeful, right? Then that kind of leads us into um, all the different things. Like, you know, just like you and me, we do different things, whether it's meditation, whether it's coaching, whether it's teaching classes, whether it's creating, whether it's writing um, books, so it's it's all like it all can be, you know, you might not say that you're just a writer or you're just a teacher or you're just that. It kind of, you know, there's a lot of different tendrils out there that in, in, in what we do. Yeah. And I think you just brought up a really good point, especially like right now in this time of the year, we're all kind of feeling like we have to do or be a lot of things. But sometimes that that purpose or that that feeling, that unfolding comes in like the quiet times, right, comes just not having to be, like having those healthy boundaries that sometimes just include you, right? Yes. Like I love the word unfolding because it's almost less. Yes. Like sometimes less is best, as they say. <laughs> yes, and if we could start there, like that the, the, the sense of actually we don't have to do anything like it, like who we are is is inherently whole and complete and enough and if we can actually access that state and that embodied realization of that of like oh wow that i am this 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 beautiful being and uh, there's nothing that i could that really need like from that space then the 
the inspiration, the natural kind of action unfolds right from there, which is such a beautiful, yeah, which is so such a beautiful way to like think about it. And that's what I love so much about meditation is what I didn't understand before taking the course and becoming someone that loves to meditate was that within meditation, there are thousands of directions you can take it. You know, before it was this thought of you're just sitting still, you're trying to be quiet. <laughs> like, you know, it actually kind of annoyed me, to be honest, which is why I wanted to learn more. Cause I was like, I see all these people and they're all peaceful and they're they're sitting quietly in the morning and they're talking about their morning meditation. And it was really irritating uh, to me um, because I felt like, okay, how can sitting still make you feel like you're more productive? in the day like wouldn't you just be annoyed right again thinking you do more but then with meditation as you know it's like you can just calm your breathing with like calm your nervous system through it if you're feeling stressed you can go on a visualization in nature have an adventure like there's a world of options within meditation you do it when you move when you're outside when you're in the car right like for a minute before you get out of bed and it's like dropping like someone said to me once like your know, meditation is like dropping like gold coins in a, in a bucket in a sense where you're like adding to not only yourself but to like the world around you in this crazy cool beautiful way it does feel like you're like it becomes becomes for me it feels like a like a charging like i kind of get a little recharge and i can't overcharge it seems like but like it continues adding to this kind of battery life that over a, a long-term period, I think in my energy field feels like it's growing. Like even if it doesn't always feel flow, like it, even if the meditation I'm talking more specifically, maybe more sitting traditional, but you're so right. It can look like so many different things. And for people listening here and, and, you know, you heard me beat this, beat a dead horse with talking about meditation as an art, right? Learning how to like create and weave your own art via your meditation. So I'd be curious to hear like how you um, think of specifically creating your meditations and like how just maybe your process or how you see that. Um, if, if you see it as an art, if you see it as like, no, I want to follow these specific things. If, yeah, I'd be curious to hear how you look at that. Um, I, that probably two ways that I approach three, actually <laughs> approach what I want to create. And when I create it, uh, one, I look for the need, uh, for myself, but also with people that I coach, like what is coming up for them. It always seems to be, there's a pattern, right? It could be the time of the year, the season that we're in the planetary alignments, <laughs> whatever it is, but there always seems to be some kind of something that's coming up that that week or that month for people. So I listen to it, but I, um, one of my deepest self-love, self-care tools is that I love to run down mountains. It's how I release my stress. Um, so I carve out time as often as possible to get out on a hike. And when I'm running down, I let, it's like, it's almost when I, my creativity explodes and I'll just listen to again, what is coming up. Like I, I created a, a 
course on grief for Insight Timer using the acronym of grief. And that came up all while <laughs> running my ass down, down a mountain and sweating. It's like, oh yeah, there we go, there we go, there we go. That's kind of how I click into the creativity. And then the third step is that I don't question it. So it's if I'm feeling like this is what I want to create, this is what needs to be created, I go for it. And I think that that is so valuable in my own art expression because, hey, it might not be the exact thing at the right time, might not flow perfectly, but you learn every time. And you also, I think, keep that energy flowing. So it's like a self, kind of a self-belief, you know, it's not filtering. I remember hearing once, like, we're thinking about how many works of art, whether that is music or painting books have not been created because of our own self-limiting beliefs, right? Oh, is that going to be good enough? Is that people going to like that? Is everyone going to hate it? Am I going to be made fun? All those things that come up. And so my way of, of, of working through those is to just try and have the mindset of like, no, there's a reason for this. Even if it helps one other person, there's a reason for it. And that's enough. Was that always the case for you? Like of like, okay, I'm just going to trust my creation and, and ship it. Or did you have to figure that out along the way of facing a lot of resistance or imposter syndrome? Because I think I know people listening, like, like that's, that's amazing to connect with that. Like, just like, Hey, this is, this is my idea and I'm going to let it ship. And I'm going to be unattached to like why or thinking it's the best or needing to, to be perfect. Like, was that, was that trained from experience or you tendency to already like be in that, that state of releasing it to the world? It was definitely trained. I was an, I was an, an actor in my twenties and with that craft comes so much rejection, right? And you can personalize it all day or you can say, okay, I'm the wrong I'm the wrong height. I didn't look right. I didn't nail that audition, whatever it is. So I was definitely trained to let go of the pain of rejection or holding on to rejection, you know, in a sense. But I also, when I was young, was really um, made fun of for having a really soft voice, which caused me to hold a lot of my words back. Right. So part of becoming a meditation teacher was working through that fear. And I knew that in, in order to get through that fear, <laughs> I just had to put it out there. Right. And over time, we just you, you kind of learn to trust the process and be OK with rejection. Be OK with feedback. Take the feedback people give you and say that that didn't resonate. OK, cool. I'll do it better next time. doesn't have to be perfect. Out the gate. Right. That's just like stopping the momentum. Just get it out there and <laughs> see what happens. It, it sounds like you had your own rejection therapy, I call it. And and like, <laughs> can you can you actually let yourself be rejected over and like actually seek rejection in some ways to so you can kind of ease the the burn of it where it's just like not as it doesn't feel as big of a thing because you're used to it. Like you find kind of develop a comfort around that. So what an amazing training to, <laughs> to, to constantly have to, to feel that actor. And, and also what a gift, like, I, I mean, I know you had to work through at least the expression of your voice, but 
you know, the the making fun of having a soft voice, you know, one thing that you can't teach in, you know, when you, someone's learning how to do meditation is like, you, we, our voice is our voice. So like we, we have naturally there's, there's going to be like, you know, I'm super grateful that my voice is conducive to slowing down and guiding someone through something. And so that it's interesting that your thing that you were made fun of also became something that you share as a gift. Uh, yeah, it definitely switched. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yes. Right. How do you find your creativity? How do you tap into that for your writing well, and meditation? You're you're inspiring me because I, I have been doing a lot of running. I ran a marathon recently. So like like road running has been like a big thing for me recently. But I always love if I'm hiking when I get to jet down uh, a trail because like to me it's such a presencing thing because you're missing you're skipping the rocks you're really looking at your feet so the fact that you told me about like downhill running i, I did i think i have some trail i do have some trail running shoes coming and because i want to start getting out on trail so one you're inspiring me maybe that'll give me some this is like my message from the universe of like this is where your next big idea is going to come from yeah it's a it's such a great question and um, sometimes it's in meditation. The actually the idea for I, I had a podcast I started last February, and originally it was called Awakening to Purpose, and it was very broad. And I didn't really know like what I was doing with it. It was kind of like, well, people have a podcast. I have this content. I'm just going to start moving talks I'm doing on Inside Timer. I'll also use them on podcasts. And then I started interviewing people, but I didn't really know who we were talking to. Like it was such a broad topic that I didn't know my audience. And it was hard to get me like energy to actually invite people. And so in May, I did a challenge to myself to do an hour meditation each day, like for the month of May. And through just like that prolonged sitting, um, at, at least, you know, in that month, I got the idea for, oh, like, either I'm not doing this podcast because it's not fun for me. I have no energy in it. And then it like was like, no, it's this is what it is. Because I had been co-teaching in a meditation teacher certification with, I don't know if you know David Gandelman. He's kind of bigger on Insight Timer too. Okay. But and and so I've been I was spending time with a lot of people that were wanting to be teachers and it was just so energizing. And then I just kind of in my meditation just saw this shift of like I, I could see it. It was all so clear. And I kind of made that pivot in May. And so um it's been so it's been a lot more fun. It's been, it's, it's easier to reach out to people too. Cause I'm like, I know who we're talking to. This is what it is. Um, so that's kind of recency. It isn't always in meditation though. I think it's, it's, I kind of find if I can just start, if I have a, a, a thread of an idea and, and typically maybe it'll start from my newsletter or maybe it's a meditation, like just like something that maybe like I'm seeing in the world or something that happened to me, I, I tend to go towards my own experience where like there's, I, I can kind of see the the lesson or something that feels like there's something here I just want to start exploring and I'll get on a blank piece of paper. And for me, creativity happens as I'm like making connections, as I'm writing, like in that moment, like there's like, oh, like this whole new thing. It's like I open the channel for like, oh, this this connection's made. And, you know, I could have never prepared for that thing to happen until unless I just started like writing on the thing. So, yeah, that's kind of how I uh, there's a couple answers towards it. And, and one more thing is in learning human design a little bit. I don't know if you're familiar with with human design, yeah. but yeah. 
Yeah. So learning that for me has actually given me permission to like not always need to be creative, to like actually let the cycles let like not being not, not forcing it like I always feel like I need to force it but actually letting those cycles happen in a natural process so it was giving me a lot of permission because I always feel like I need to be kind of like every day you know grinding after it very yes. kind of that energy I I experienced that that same thing and learned that lesson and it, it strongly because it I mean there's nothing worse than sitting down being like this is my time to be creative and like nothing is happening. Might as well go outside, do something fun, right? It's kind of that purpose thing or that run down the mountain or go, you know, go to yoga, do what makes you happy and that, and boom, there's that light. There it is. So the hours spent trying to be creative are now filled with something that lights you up and you can sit down and, you know, pound something out real quick <laughs> in a great way. That's creative. And I wanted to bring your um something back full circle because I think it was it was super aligned, but how you started your podcast broad, right? Not necessarily knowing the niche, but you started it, right? You planted that seed, which when I was talking about the kind of not the fear of rejection, but putting something out there because you don't know where it's going to take you. So don't wait for something to be perfect, mm. right? Because it will lead to something else. If you hadn't started that podcast broad, you know, you might not have been seeking it more meditation to get it to more of a niche that's aligned with you now. Okay. So true. Thanks for that reflection. That's a really important note and something that I'm honestly like, yeah, like, oh yeah, you're you're right. Like it has to, you know, things can evolve so many if you just look at startups like so many startups they like pivot so much that they're, they're an a entirely different company from when they started because they like this is what it wants to be like you have to kind of start it and then learn and so we're, we're talking i mean we're talking about ways to get out of people ways to get out of our own way to just do it and so you know someone that's listening that's really in their kind of maybe self-sabotaging critic voice, really maybe feeling a lot of hesitation or paralyzation, um, you know, besides maybe going to a yoga class or going running, like doing these things to get us out of our way. Is there any other like processes or practices um, that you find helpful or mantras or just kind of inspiration for someone who feels stuck in their maybe creativity? Let's Let's focus it in that way. Yeah, I think um, I think this is okay to tap into because it's it's a trauma healing process, but it doesn't have to be based in trauma, right? It, it's those self-limiting beliefs. It's that self-talk that makes us stuck in our fear, unwilling to move through it. So I think a, a great practice, I do it all the time too when these things surface, is to slow down, you know, take your deep breaths and and witness what your self-talk without, you know, without judgment, get out a piece of paper, write it down. What is coming up for you? I'm not enough. No one's going to like my voice, right? I'm not educated enough. Like all, all of, all of the things that we all have at different times, whatever that is for you, but really, you know, witnessing it, writing it down and then taking the time to reframe it. So it's just, I am enough. I'm putting myself out there. I'm proud of myself. My words do matter. I have a lot to say, right? It sounds simple, but we, 
neuroplasticity, like you can rewire your brain, you can rewire your thoughts. So keep that piece of paper next to you with the self-talk that's going to help you. When it comes up, keep saying it over and over again. I am enough. I am great. I'm going to do good. Like, and eventually it starts to unfold and work, right? You have to tell yourself the opposite story and then, yeah, put it out there and celebrate it. <laughs> like celebrate yes. that, you made that step. I remember the first, the first track I put on Insight Timer, I could barely sleep because it was like, oh, you know, congratulations, it's released. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, you know, do I am I excited? Do I want to hide? Like this is so scary. Um and it is neat to look back and and reflect on, okay, now I, I still get excited every time I create something, whether it's inside time or something else, but there's, there's more confidence in it only because I am afraid, you know, people still say, no, not enough space for me. They give feedback. I like that. Like you said, we never know how it's going to grow and explore. So my advice would be check those self-limiting beliefs because the world does want to hear your voice. Reminds me of a question that I sometimes like to ask people. I think it's from Byron Katie and like her like four questions that she asked, but of like what if the opposite were true? Right. Of and like starting to like argue for finding the opposite of I'm enough. But what if what if what if the opposite were true? Like what if you were enough? Like what would that look like? What would what would be true? Like what would you how would that show up? So kind of like shifting that reminded me of kind of that that ninja move to to shift it in the opposite. Yeah. asking yourself that what if I am enough right <laughs> that's great I love that because you can kind of that you feel that energy shift within you even asking yourself yeah. that question right and you start looking towards that you look starts looking towards like what how you, life is showing you that in some ways right um yeah. so you start to do some of these practice you know you're on your healing journey or you know in your early 30s you kind of realize you're going to start to you just do this for yourself and kind of figure this out for yourself and then wanting to help others. And so when, when was like the beginning of, okay, I've been doing this to here's my stake in the ground. I have a business. Like what was that? That was there a moment? Was it like slow? There was, was a, there was, there was a real defining moment um, because I wasn't sure that I wanted to turn what I've learned into a, a business. I wasn't sure, but I had just finished my coaching certification and a really close friend of mine called me and was on the verge of, of ending her life. And I knew I was sitting outside, like under the stars. So it was one of those moments, you know, where, where time kind of slows down. And I knew right then that I was ready to help, that I had the tools to support her. And I said to her, I said, listen, I'm going to coach with you as, as a gift. You know, our exchange is sobriety and a hundred percent dedication to the work that we are going to do together. And it was all in. I, I didn't, I wouldn't have said that in that place in someone's life without knowing that I could do it. And that was it. It was like the next day we started coaching and it was kind of just this like this 
it was just, it was so powerful. It was so, it felt like that word on purpose again, but it felt so on purpose. And, and then in meditation, it was the, it was the pandemic. It was being at home, wanting a community, wanting to needing community for myself, you know, and, and for whatever, not even necessarily to help people. Um, it was just that that was the time to tap into my voice and meditation teaching, which is when I started on Insight Timer. So was there, is there doubts? Like, have you faced, has it been like effortless? Like, okay, now I have, you know, what a beautiful story to like do that for your friend and really like, okay, I'm doing this. Like when you did that, did you have like a full client roster like next week? Like what? How did that? No, because I, I think people, no. people, I think people need to hear, right? You know, wherever you're at, like, you know, whatever that journey is like, like, you know, that it can take time, or it can take, you know, a process, and there's a lot of like maybe frustration or doubts or fears or, yeah, I know, I'll, I won't speak for you, but uh, I know I've experienced a lot of that. So yeah, like the, oh, yeah. the, yeah, what is that like for you? The ebbs and the flows and the ups and the downs. I have a I have a a rule that I tried to follow in growing business, and that is just one one thing a day mm. <laughs> towards it. If you're if that is that your mouth is open and talking about what you're doing, if that is writing something new, if it's working on your website, you know, it's we all have a lot of parts of our lives, right? I'm a single mom and my my energy is divided, but when it comes to my work and growing business, it is it is one thing a day that before I go to bed, I feel like, yes, I did that. And, and eventually, as you know, those things grow, right? It's like a, putting a drop of water in, you know, in a cup. It's like eventually it starts to, to fill up. And I think there's no way if all of a sudden I would have had a, a, a full full roster of clients that I would have necessarily even been able to manage that. You know, so it's kind of affecting the flow. <laughs> right. wh- which one of the things, and and you may not have an answer for it, but like of all the things that you do, like where do you feel like your heart's at most? Like if if you could just if you had had to just do the one thing, and you had were paid handsomely for it, and you can just do the thing, like is there one, or would it would it continue to be like this multiple? And and maybe I'm, it's a this is a bad question, but. No, it's actually, it's a great question because it's hard. It's kind of hard to answer. Um, you know, um, I love to write. I as you do you, <laughs> if I'm right, I love to write. Um, but I think if I was writing full time, it would not. Like I, I have to have the balance between writing, the quiet time of recording. And the one-on-one with people, so yeah, it couldn't, it couldn't be, uh, it couldn't be one or the other for sure. Yeah, That's, it is, it is a here? nice balance. Yeah, it is. I think a balance. I think there, there is like this dream of me where actually I just want to have, you know, I just want to have book contracts and just be able to sit and write books and like do my own thing and have, you know, not anything on the on the schedule besides that and whatever you know things need to be tied up. But I do, I do appreciate the balance and I try to structure my weeks it never works out that well but I try to like stack 
you know, coaching on the same day or as many much as I can on the same day, because it's also like an energy that I'm in. And it's nice to have that breakup um, in the week. But you know, would I want to be coaching five sessions a day, five days a week? Absolutely not that that would be way too much. And some people they they do they wanted that's like, they're, you know, tried and true in that way. But I, I do like um, having a lot of things in the in the fire so to speak because i get i get you know, i can get bored quickly too with things and i need to like jump to this next thing yeah i mean we're, we're so similar like that I, I try to do coaching like first few days of the week monday tuesday wednesday and i like to leave thursday friday for more free creativity and you know things happen but yeah it's it's uh that i couldn't do coaching all all the time either right so i love it I love your acronym for your coaching of like we ignite life dreams wild. Uh, I don't know if you, uh, yeah. you, you picked that on a run or if that was another. I uh, picked that on a run. <laughs> I just <laughs> the run just give you like the acronym game strong. That's amazing. That's what that's this this is this is what's calling for me. I can't wait. I'll let you know if I go on that trail run. Like if there's some some insights that come. And and you hit it right. I could even feel it when you're like, oh, it's it's like a game that happens as you run down a mountain, right? It's, it's so sound. You're bouncing off the rocks. Like the air is fresh. You can hear the nature, all the things, but it is like this crazy wild meditation moment. It's it's like the, the alchemy of all of it. So which of your dreams that you've brought to fruition, like whether it's, uh, coaching, writing, like which, which have been most challenging or rewarding for you? Mm. I wrote um, a poetry book called Unbroken, which I released on the 20 anniversary of my boyfriend's passing, the angelversary, we call them. Um, and I, I, I released it on that day and that felt so vulnerable and so just like a huge leap in surrendering and trusting and I had written the poetry in that book and it's, it's a little one, but over the course of like 10 years of, of grieving, of sitting by the fire, filling my house. And, you know, with poetry, it's like, sometimes you can say so much in a sentence or two or, or a phrase. So it just felt that was a huge accomplishment to me because I never thought I would open, open that vault up to other people. Yeah. What a beautiful, beautiful creation and to to get a book out i know is not you know, however long the book is or however what kind of book it is it's like a whole project and and process for people that want to write a book of some sort like is there any wisdom that you have as far as like writing process or um, publishing it um, sharing it something maybe you wish you knew uh, before you published it, uh, tend to, we tend to like, oh, I could have, should have done that or this. Um, any anything come to mind around that? Because I know so many people listening. You know, so many in this journey, like it's, you know, have that 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 dream to to write their story or to write what's helped them. Um, so what it what could you tell them that might be helpful, like from your journey? Yeah. So the second book I wrote was called Rise. And it was, and this is a great tool for, for people listening that are meditation creators. Right? So I used, I wrote 50 mini morning meditations for Rise. And I gave myself a six month deadline to create them. 
but I did it with layers of purpose. One, I wanted to be super healthy and have early mornings because that makes me feel the best. Um, so I was like, I was doing the 5 a.m. by Robin Sharma <laughs> gloves. I was getting up at five, having a couple of hours of writing time and writing morning meditations was super peaceful and relaxing. But I wanted to publish a book. I self-published, which there's more tips on that. But I also knew that I could use the meditations to create content for, say, Insight Timer or for my clients, whatever. So it was kind of there were multiple layers woven in there of why I published that book, right? And I still use it for content. So I have to do like a 50-day, you know, free meditation on my website, things like that from all from that, right? Um, so I would recommend that for anyone because it's like building up your content library on top of getting your voice out there. And it's I love the self-publishing world. Like if it's your voice and these are your meditations, it doesn't have to be filtered by, you know, all respect for the editors and the publishers and the agents in the world. So much respect for them. But if if you're in that realm of like, eh, I want to trust this and trust this process, like go for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you can have, you know, start building your own audience, like and self-publishing, you know, is is it gives you so much more freedom. Obviously, you get more of the revenue from it, and uh, it's uh, it's fun and it's a beautiful. And there's so many platforms and you know things that can help you uh, create, you know, give you the the structure to to do it. But I love what how you you know broke it down in a way to kind of these kind of a daily practice or a daily kind of writing, and uh, how you use how you're using that for other content like it actually is super supportive and it's making me think of like okay i have you know i have seven courses um could i create like a, a like a whole like all with all the lessons like could there be a i know there's a hundred percent a book in there but like it's making yes. me like it's making me think of what that looks like because i actually i've been thinking of i wrote my first book i published it in 2017 so it's been a little while and uh, a lot of things have happened since that time. And, you know, even this, the theme of this podcast, like it feels like for me and my, this book that's just starting to percolate of, of, of like the, the come up in a way, like, how do you take this? And for me, since I, I had quit in a corporate job pretty drastically and dramatically, um, uh, and I, there was no going back for me. And there was also didn't know really what to do or what that was going to look like. And so I had to figure it out. And it, it was such a, it was, it took a while. Like it really took from like at least four years to like two years after I even published the book to really actually start making a living. And mm -hmm. so like that process to me was so meaningful and challenging that I just, I, 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 and I also, I love the intersection of um, entrepreneurship is actually how I got into meditation. So it's like, I, I love this kind of intersection because um, it was beginning of my journey. And so um, I'm sharing this because you're uh, inspiring me to think of the, what my second book is, is going to be, which is kind of maybe mapping the, the journey, um, how someone else might kind of bring their purpose to life in a way 
So I, I don't know exactly what that's going to look like, but it has the essence of why I'm doing this podcast too, like like to to help you know specifically, you know, talking to a specific person here. But maybe the the book's going to be a little bit more broad. So we'll we'll see. Oh, this is exciting! <laughs> I can yeah. see it. I can see it forming. I can hear it. I love this. So with this topic of niching, this this podcast is for a niche. I don't, and so even my coaching, I feel like is not very niched. I mean, there are people who I, I love working with, but if you go to my coaching page, like I'm pretty broad and it's something that I've been thinking about recently of like, okay, you always hear, you know, find your ideal client, you know, really speak to that person. And uh, I, I, I've tended to fortunate, especially because I've, you know, been grateful to grow the audience through Insight Timer. That's cast a wide, wide net to, yeah. to use that. And I've gotten to work with so many different people. And so I, I'm constantly thinking of like, what niche do I want to, do I want to stake my ground as a niche? I don't think so. There's different things, um, programs, offers that are more niche based, but I'm curious what your thoughts around niching, whether it's for coaching or if you even think about that or yeah, because I know it's a topic that many people are like asking themselves about. Yeah. I mean, niching marketing wise is super smart, right? But on the other end, like for me as a coach, and it sounds like you as well, like we get, we have this opportunity of connecting with people of all, at all different places, different walks of life, different ages, different countries, different reasons why they're looking for coaching. Um, and it's hard, I think, to sometimes come up with the words that describe what that is. Like, why would someone, reach out if it's not just, you know, grief navigation coaching or trauma healing. And I started by just saying, oh, I'm a trauma healing coach, which is in essence, you know, people are like, okay, I've, I've reached this place in my life. I'm, I'm at a standstill. I have some pain in my past that I want to uncover and unroot so I can move through it, which is kind of universal too, right? In a sense, everyone's like, oh, here I am, I'm stuck. But um, the niching is is tough because you, I personally want to work with people in that place. And I feel very fortunate that when I work with people, they're, they are ready to move through that, right? That's kind of why you hire a coach. It's like, okay, I'm ready to make some changes here, some big ones, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, whatever that is. And that can come in the relationship transitions, come with grief, job transitions, right? I want to write a book. How do I write a book when I am <laughs> facing all of these, you know, these, these thoughts that are holding me back, like whatever that is. And that's where that wild acronym came from. We ignite life dreams because I want, I want to work with people who are ready to actualize their dreams. It's, it sounds cheesy and cliche, but it is possible. I, I see it all of the time, right? Whatever you want, you can get there. It just sometimes takes the support of other people to help you work through the weeds, right? So to me, like that sounds like two different niches in a way. So like, are you focusing more on, you know, someone wanting to like live their dreams, bring a project or someone focusing on like healing the trauma and, and they both can go you know, together, right? When you like heal through things, you're like, well, now I want to live a bigger life. So I, I just be curious, because I'm imagining listener was like, oh, that's like, two different niches in one. So how do you speak to that? 
to maybe like if someone were to come to your coaching page and and learn about it. Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Well, it, it, and that's the that's the golden question: is how do we how do we use our words to describe what it is that we do, right? And I do think that's constantly evolving, even whether it's my website or how I'm talking about it or or seeing how it how it is evolving and and but like you said, they are two different things, but they do go hand in hand. So I don't know if you or any listeners have advice. <laughs> We're trying to figure this out too. So yeah, uh, you know, you think you're listening yeah. to this podcast, like if you think we have it figured out, uh definitely not the case. Yeah, just 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 trying things out. I know from I'll speak for myself, just continuing to try things out, test things. Does this work? Do I like this? Does this feel right? And uh, just just kind of making it up in some ways as I go along. And uh, that's kind of the, the fun of it. So yeah, we, yeah, let us know if you have you, you have this <laughs> dialed in. We'd love to hear from you. Exactly. We would. <laughs> that's so good. Is there any I know this is a broad question, but any other kind of business or advice you would maybe give to yourself starting out on the on like sharing or creating or maybe you would give to someone else who um, just started, um, you know, thinking about developing their first workshop, um, just created their first meditation um, business and or other kind of insights to them that that come. Yeah, I think something that I wish I would have done years ago and that now I finally am doing and I'm getting so much value out of it is is find a creative partner. Not necessarily that you're working on anything together. It could be a group or it could be one other person, but having a creative session once a week together to just explore ideas and to say it out loud, it it goes so far because you get to hear yourself saying, okay, this is what I'm thinking. This is, I is this, you know, what do you think? And even that saying it out loud to someone else where they could say, I like it. I don't know. It's not resonating. It's just that it, so much of being an entrepreneur lives inside of yourself. Right. And you could, it's getting it out, having someone to bounce it off, having that support yeah, I would say start that today. <laughs> Find that that's, person. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I think getting around other people doing it is is important. And I love I've been thinking about this. I run a uh, mastermind group for I would say the the target audience of this podcast. And it was my it's my first start of it. Um, it was kind of a beta test three month. And in, in my plan for it is it for it to continue and, and it's it's going well enough and I'm having fun enough where I'm like wanting to continue and it's like a normal thing. But what I'm, I'm thinking of doing is creating in addition to like our weekly meetings, which is, you know, it's a group of 10 or so. And, and it's really about like getting support around what you're working on and just seeing other people doing it. And so I'm also wanting to add in similar to what you're saying, where we show up on Zoom um, for an hour, everyone talks about what they're creating what they're working on we don't really have to go on video and we just kind of go in the background it's kind of like a co-working space together 
And so oh, I'm thinking cool. about adding that in. It's a little different. I think, I think your idea of like actually having something where you're having someone that can give you feedback and ideas, obviously a coach can do that too. Right. But you don't necessarily need a coach if it's just like this creative. So finding someone like that is, is a, is, is a really unique unique advice and really powerful advice i think it's like super super cool so um, let us know if you do that because it's always fun to hear when people actually do things that you talk about <laughs> yeah i know i want it's i'm telling you i just started doing it and it is it's a game changer so yeah younger me would have had that <laughs> for sure for sure set in stone and what do they say like even with an accountability i mean this is a coach version but if it's the creativity for fun and it's not even coaching but that having an accountability partner, you're like 93% more likely to succeed at, at what you're doing. So that alone is worth any advice, right? You don't, yes. have, to, you don't have to be a solo journey. Find your, find your team, find your crew. Yes. Any books, business or otherwise you would recommend to, could be anyone, but maybe could be like a teacher starting out um, that you found supportive. That's such a good question because there's so many of them. I know it's always like the, it's a good question. It's like the worst question because if you want to like, I'll give you some time to pick the perfect one or not pick the perfect one. Just you know whatever well, comes to mind. <laughs> ironically and kind of amazingly, I I put books under my computer for Zooms and kind of intentionally. It. I don't know if you, but this is the great work of your life. Stephen Cope is Stephen Copey. Stephen Cope, but. That's like, have you read that book yet? No, I haven't, but I feel like I've heard oh. of that name before. Yeah, that's all about working on purpose. So I think there's a reason why I pulled that book out today before our <laughs> before our interview, because that's a great and that's a great read. Like before I like to read before I'm falling asleep, but it's like it's inspirational. So if you're someone that has like some wild dreams, it kind of plants the seed for um good dreams, I think like real dreams and like actual like uh life dreams but yeah actually sleeping <laughs> dream <laughs> yeah you know creative, there... creativity flows all the time right when all you're right. you fall asleep open that open that up you get amazing ideas there too well the great work of your life i'm gonna check that out Julie, is there anything else that we haven't talked about that is still kind of rustling inside that you feel called to, to share? Um, I guess I have a question for you. Okay, and yeah, let's what do it. You are, what are you creating outside of the book? Like if there's one thing right now that you are creating or feeling called to create, what is it? Hmm. This mastermind is a creation as much as it's as it's kind of more group thing, like, and it's really not me teaching, like, it's very anti course in that way. So it feels like a creation, it's kind of already created. So I'm still kind of letting it evolve some tending to it. For me, it's I've been doing a lot of a lot of interviews on this podcast recently, and it, it kind of started out more heavily solo episodes. So I think I'm wanting to like get back to developing some solo episodes because I really kind of like just kind of riffing and rapping and letting my mind just go and 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 that kind of free form and a, a kind of solo podcast episode so probably like thinking about ideas for what that could be so if you have any recommendations open to hearing and hmm you know outside of it I think creating a partnership and a marriage 
and things that are coming up for me and, and stuff that's showing up for me that's like shadowy and challenging. It feels like a, a creative act that is asking me to to lean into. And uh, that that's that's been, yeah, it feels that's been a a little different energy than a than typical creativity, but there is something creative, I think, in in stepping into that. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So Julie, where all of them. (laughs) Thank you. Um, where what are you excited about where what do you got coming up where can people find you anything kind of what you're creating maybe now um yeah well my website you can either go to julie scon or my ritual r-i-t-u-e-l-l-e.com brings you to the same website and of course on insight timer i am feeling a new book happening but i haven't landed on it yet um, personally, actually another book, um, I'm listening to a book on boundaries right now, which has me really excited because I would thought I was someone that had really healthy boundaries. And in a lot of areas of life I do, but I was through listening to this, I was realizing how much more growth there is to have. And like with healthy boundaries comes more freedom, which is, I used mm-hmm. to think, opposite so over the next couple weeks I'm focusing on that and I feel like by having healthier boundaries more will come to fruition in terms of creativity and all the other goods so right now I'm just I'm kind of less is best creating some things for inside timer but I think in 2024 there'll be a new book for sure amazing love the paradox so powerful Julie this was so, so much fun to hang out. Yes. Thank you so much, Lou. This has been amazing. Hope everyone enjoyed and uh, look forward to seeing you on the next episode soon. I'll beat my drum for you. i sing my song for you. i clap my hands to the beat that transforms into. I'll beat my drum for you. i sing my song for you. i clap my hands to the beat that transforms into. Music you heard is a song called Nova by River Roots. Thank you so much for listening.